0: Welcome back to The X-One, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. We're coming to you live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network and our fine family of broadcast affiliates across Canada, the United States, Central America, the Caribbean, South America, the Pacific Rim, 24 Asian countries, and across Europe. If you'd like to give us a call, our toll-free number is 1-877-528-8255. That is toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii at one eight seven seven five two eight eight two five five. My email address is Xzone at talkstarradio on MSN Messenger talkstarradio at hotmail and our websites www.xzoneradio.com dot and www.xzonetv.com. The X Chronicles is available for purchase at scribdcom forward slash X. Uh, x zone radio tv and we're just putting together the finishing touches on the june july edition of the x chronicles which goes on sale this coming saturday and uh the lead to um the front page is the lies of cal Corf and others who lurk in the paranormal hmm, interesting stuff we're going to be uh discussing a lot of the lies that Calcorp has been telling over the last couple of years and how we've caught him dead to right in many of them. And we're also going to be exposing others and how we've caught them in lies and misrepresenting themselves, including Jason Rand, whose real name is Paul Bondora, and uh, Harry Walther, who has never, uh, been, uh, he's never been an accredited pastor. He just gave himself that name and ...started his website, and we've got a slew of others, Then each and every edition of the X-Chronicles newspaper, we're going to be exposing these people who have been using their lies for their own personal gain. Also in the month of July, we are going to be publishing the very first edition of our newest publication, The Ghost Chronicles. That's coming up in July. Once again, our toll-free number is 1-877-528-8255. And this hour, I'm going to be talking with a good friend of ours, Cliff Mickelson. We're going to be talking about Morgellons. Now, you're probably saying if you're new to the Exxon on one of our new affiliates, what is Morgellons? Well, Morgellons disease is also referred to as the fiber disease and is, as yet, unrecognized by the medical community. Thousands who have registered report remarkably similar symptoms, generally involving lesions and fibers developing in the skin. In brief, most patients report stinging, biting, crawling sensations associated with skin, along with fibers, lesions, and brain fog as the most significant of symptoms. It's important to note that some patients have no lesions, yet do have fibers produced from unbroken skin maybe asking yourself is it contagious well it's difficult to say whether morgellons is contagious or not many patients have family members who exhibit no symptoms whatsoever on the other hand many entire families have reported becoming infected at or near the same time at this juncture it remains unclear if these households with multiple infected members reflect Contagious, uh, contagions due to human-to-human transmission or some type of mutual exposure. But we also know that animals can get Morgellons. When I come back from this two-minute commercial break, one of the one of the crusaders in in trying to make sense of this horrific disease is Cliff Mickelson, and we've had the pleasure of having Cliff on the show a number of times, and he's always to here and. He's going to be giving us a Morgellons update right here on the X-Zone. After all, this is a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard. And I'll be back with Cliff Mickelson in two minutes as we continue live and around the world on the Talkstar Radio Network. Take a step back in time and discover Old Florida cuisine at Marsh Landing Restaurant in Felsmere. My special guest this hour is Cliff Mickelson, and if you'd like more information on Morgellons, www.thenmo.org. And Cliff, my good friend, welcome back to the Exxon. How are things with the Morgellons uh, crew that I call the greatest crusaders of all?
2: Well, Robert, um, first of all, it's pleasure to be back on the show and I'd like to say hello to you and to all the Exxon Nation out there. Um, the Morgellons issue is, is still on the front burner with us. We've had... Um, Kind of a, an interesting year. We've had a lot of progress made in the uh, public awareness sector. Mm-hmm. We've um, had a, quite a few people that, uh, with some celebrity status come forward now. The, this, this disease, as you know, is spreading, and uh, more and more people are willing to step out and say, hey, I've got this. So we're encouraged by that. We're still lagging in the research sector, but we're hoping to be able to make that up in, in the next year or so.
0: Well, if you sent me an email uh, that, uh, that was talking about Lyme disease. Is there a connection between Lyme disease and Morgellons?
2: Well, that's an issue of some debate. I personally feel that there, that there is, if there's any connection at all, it's a passive one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Morgellons is connected with a lot of other diseases as well. You can have cancer and have a common cold, so it's just as easy to have Lyme disease and have Morgellons. So I think that if there's any connection, it's a strictly an opportunistic one.
0: Now t- tell me, Cliff, are more people coming forward with Morgellons that that um, are, are forming a pattern that you can see pertaining to Morgellons, or is it just people coming forward and there's still no common thread?
2: Well, there's still no common thread, Rob, but the good news is more and more people are coming forward willing to make a public statement about being afflicted with this condition. Mm-hmm. And, of course, that is good news uh, because it helps bring it to, to the forefront of the public consciousness. We've had a number of celebrities, as I stated earlier, who uh, have been affected and are, are willing now to state that their case in the public limelight. So that really helps. It really helps bring awareness to, to the, our condition.
0: Cliff, the people who are struggling with Morgellons, are, are they able to get any relief? Has anything been found to help them out?
2: Sadly, uh, no, Rob. Uh, you know, it's just the, kind of the same, same old here. Until we get some serious research and get the funding, and, of course, funding, as we both know, is the key here in modern medicine, until we get that funding and get a commitment from the people uh, who work at, in the federal government and in the Canadian federal government, to really find out what's going on with this affliction, we're really going to be fighting an uphill battle.
0: That you know, I, I find that so frustrating because there are so many people who have Morgellons. There are so many people who are suffering. There are so many people who are losing jobs, losing their children, losing their losing their their everything because the governments of the united states canada great britain and other countries where there's more gallons refuse to do anything based on for example in the united states it's the fda and candidates health and welfare canada because these these bureaucratic departments refuse to say you know what this is a disease we should spend some serious money and find out what the heck's going on about it
2: well you're absolutely right and i'm very puzzled by by this lack of I don't even wouldn't call it interest. This lack of, of awareness or this lack of desire to even be involved in this issue, while they are spending millions and millions of our tax dollars on other afflictions that uh, never surface, that never materialize, um, you know, like in, Kate and SARS and and all these other mm-hmm. different things that have come up over the years, they're beating the drums instantly about this and spending millions. Yet other issues such as chronic Lyme, Morgellons, fibromyalgia, just. They just seem to be off in the ether somewhere. It's very puzzling.
0: Well, let's not let's not just look at the medical community. Let's look at how much money went into the auto industry. Absolutely. The bailout Absolutely. packages and in banking uh, bailouts, insurance company bailouts, uh, the mortgage industry bailouts. What is wrong with taking that money and putting it into research for people who are suffering?
2: You know, Robin, we're not asking for... Um, a lot of money in relation to, to the money that you're talking about with these bailouts and yeah. stuff, where we're talking billions and trillions of dollars. Even, even $50 million would, would make a huge dent in understanding what's going on with this affliction. We'd be able to get the science mm-hmm. we need. We'd be able to get the laboratory, uh, laboratories we need and the uh, tests we need to find out just exactly what is this strange and bizarre illness.
0: You know, I I, I know how medical research works very well because for a while I was the executive uh, director of the International Institute for Spinal Regeneration. And uh, my function was to raise money for spinal regeneration research. Here in Hamilton, Ontario at McMaster University, we have a very gifted and talented neurosurgeon, neurologist, Dr. Michelle Rathbone he and his crew uh, i call them a crew because they are they are a great gang he and his associates doctors students uh, who are dedicated to to medical research are looking for money so that people can walk again so whether it's morgellons and and god bless those people with morgellons or, or whether it's getting people to walk again it seems that those who need the money don't have access to it and yet that, those, that's, yes and those who right. don't get it I, I it boggles me
2: <laughs> well it's priorities rob and I think that the people just are at the bottom of the list when it comes to priorities the actual needs of the common the common working person the common person in, in this society uh, there's other things at play which I don't really understand but it's almost as if there's a deliberate, there's a deliberate policy of ignoring some of these afflictions, uh, just letting them letting them run until they become so rampant that that you've got a, uh, just a, a disaster on your hands or a disaster in the making.
0: You know, I, I remember when the FDA was going to get involved and how how elated we were, and and yet nothing happened. <laughs> That certainly fell off the charts, didn't it? Oh, it sure uh, did. You yeah, know. Uh,
2: we're still kind of wondering where those old boys went. Uh, they were supposed to, or the CDC was supposed to release that report through Kaiser. They were working with the report oh, not having... a show. Mm-hmm. They, they did this really underfunded report um, or study, and uh, nothing ever came of it. it. It just fell off the charts.
0: Now, that in itself raises flags in in my way of thinking. Why did it just fall off? Why wasn't a report issued? What did they find that they don't want the public to know about? What did they find that they don't want the people who are afflicted with Morgellons to find out? Is it possible that what Morgellons really is is a man-made disease that went wrong and that they realize this now and they're covering up their steps
2: well, yes, you could make a case for that. If if the parties responsible for this affliction are indeed, uh, for instance, government scientists or or um, uh, private industry laboratories that, mm-hmm. that created something that they weren't supposed to create, they got away from them, they would have to have a lot of power. Um, so that would limit the number of people and organizations that, it, that could be at fault. Uh, but it's, it's a very valid point and one that uh, deserves examination.
0: You know, the, the fact that Morgellons is, is a relatively new disease, and I have to ask you at this point, is it new because of the way that the information is being spread through the Internet that people can actually find out and, and, and get tallied on to the counts, or is it because it wasn't around before?
2: No, I believe, Rob, that it's because it wasn't around before. But mainly, and I base that uh, um, that belief on the fact that the majority of cases have all originated within the last 10 to 15 years. Now, we do have a few people, and I mean very few people, who say, Well, I've had this affliction for 40 years. I've had this affliction since I was a child in 1950. Mm-hmm. Uh, one out of, of 10,000 people, maybe, that have say that. And we don't have any way to prove or disprove that. But the vast majority, and I mean 98%, 99% of the cases, all originated in the 1990s. And the people that have been afflicted by that have, have verified that with their own statements. So this thing came out of nowhere about uh, 15, 20 years ago.
0: Now, if my memory serves me correct, Cliff, uh, the majority of cases were, are in Florida, California, and Texas.
2: Well, in the United States, that's where there seem to be clusters. Mm-hmm. But it is worldwide. Um, we have a lot of cases up in Vancouver. There's cases in Toronto. There's cases all over the world. And, of course, as we know, I have a file that, that lists cases yes. everywhere except Antarctica. But there are heavy clusters in California, particularly the Bay Area. There's heavy clusters in parts of Texas and Florida. And in Canada, we have a lot of cases in Vancouver.
0: Now it seems to be on the Pacific. It seems to be the coastlines where the heavy clusters are. And uh, I remember, was it was I talking to, or was I talking to uh, uh, one of the other members of the Morgellons group? That it seems that the timing and the locations, maybe uh, when we did the charting, has something to do with possibly. Now I'm not saying that that this is a uh, this is the solution, but. It seems that there is a space connection with the, with the flights that have gone up, that have been returned, the uh, the the mass clusters in Florida, where the space center is, as well as in California, where you have the re, the shuttle at times returning to.
2: Right, and you know it's interesting because we've racked our brains over this ourselves, mm-hmm. trying to figure out where is a tie, where is a connection. And, unfortunately, you can make a case for a lot of different scenarios yes, you can, yeah. that, that tie in. Um, you know, and they're all possibilities. My my position is is that until we actually prove something, all things remain on the table. You know, so everyone's theory is, remains valid until it's disproved.
0: Cliff, please stand by. You and I have to take our commercial break with the news at the bottom of the hour. Thanks very much for joining us tonight, my friend. Cliff Mickelson is our special guest, the NMO.org is the website, and uh, Cliff and I will be back on the other side of the news right here in
1: the Exxon. This is the Exxon Broadcast Network, broadcasting worldwide on broadcast affiliates and satellite program providers, including CNN Broadcast Network, Sirius Satellite Network, Star Media, Good News Radio Network,
0: Call 213-401-0080 to listen on any phone, anytime, anywhere. Remember, 213-401-0080 for the best of the paranormal, parapsychology, and sci-fi radio programming anywhere. 24-7-365. My question is, where was Mary when I was growing up? Yeah. That's what I'd like to know. 1-877-528-8255 is toll-free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. Welcome back to the X1, everyone. My guest this hour is Cliff Mickelson. We're talking about Morgellons or the fiber disease. Now, if you'd like more information or if you'd like to make a donation and help with the medical research that is desperately needed to find the cure and the cause of this disease that literally is ruining lives around the world. The website is www.thenmo.org. That's www.thenmo.org. Uh, you, you know, Cliff. Many people do not realize that there have been cases where parents have had their children taken away from them because they have more gallons. Because people think it is a para, What is it? Parasitosis. Well, they
2: think it's it's uh, a mental condition. Yeah. They think these people are having hallucinations, or that they're they're. Um suffering from some kind of delusional parasitosis, and, and that's the correct term, delusional parasitosis. Um, and, of course, that's been the common uh, diagnosis for quite some time, and it has ruined, literally ruined the lives of hundreds of people, mm-hmm. Rob, hundreds and hundreds of people have had had their, their careers ruined because of this diagnosis. They've had their uh, marriages ruined. They've had their children taken away from them. They've been labeled as crazy. Um, it, it's criminal. It's just un- unbelievable. It's hard to believe.
0: Cliff, are more members of the medical community opening up to the, to the existence of Morgellons? And are people able to talk frankly and openly with uh, some doctors about Morgellons without having the fear of retribution?
2: Encouragingly, yes. Um we're very very happy to say that that there is more and more public awareness and of course this is what we've been working for for some time is to bring awareness to the medical community mm-hmm. and to the public at large and slowly but surely we're beginning to see the doors open on this issue and more and more doctors are willing to say, "Hey, uh okay, we're going to look into this. We won't just write it off or we won't run screaming from the room and uh and slam the door behind us. They're willing to actually engage.
0: I, I really have a hard time understanding the medical community when it comes to the Morgellons and the way that the the people are treated. They're they're treated as if they have a mental problem, not as if they have a medical problem. And and I remember talking to many people on the show when you and I have done uh, segments. Who you know they're they're afraid to go to their doctors. In fact, some of them are nurses. Yes. Members yes. of the it's, medical community themselves.
2: Some of the nurses, and a lot of nurses are afflicted with this condition, some of the nurses themselves have gone to the doctors they've worked with all their career and been unceremoniously booted out the door and with without so much as how they how to do.
0: Is there any is there any part of this world, I mean, besides the arctic and antarctica where there is no more gallons to your to your and um way of this right, is seeing yeah
2: no, this is a global this is a global uh, syndrome this is a global affliction rob i have cases from everywhere i can't offhand think of a country where i haven't got a I haven't heard of a case it's everywhere yeah.
0: and it affects children it affects teenagers it affects adults It affects seniors and it affects the elderly it's not a very forgiving disease
2: and not at all. And there is no known cure at this point in time. There are a relief, but there is no known cure. And on top of the fact that there's a large number of people out there who know they have this, there's a larger number of people, we suspect, who don't know they have this and aren't showing symptoms yet are affected in the way they behave because of the, the behavioral characteristics of this affliction. Uh, psychologically this affliction is is working on a large number of people who don't even know they have it
0: now what kind of psychological signs or symptoms would people be exhibiting who have Morgellons but don't know they have it
2: well it's you would you can start out with depression that's number one people begin to lose interest in the things around them Mm -hmm. and a lot of times they're diagnosed with depression It's not um, a correct diagnosis. It's just a symptom. It's not an actual depression. It's depression. People tend to lose interest in things. They become uh, unable. They're foggy in their memory. Their recall is bad.
0: Alec, can you give Cliff a call back because we're having problems with your audio, Cliff. Uh, We're going to give you a call right back. Cliff Mickelson is our special guest, www.thenmo.org. That's www.thenmo.org. Now, you may be asking yourself, where did the name Morgellons come from? Well, the name comes from a condition involving black hairs emerging from the skin of children, which was documented in France in the 1600s. It's doubtful that the 17th century disease has anything to do with modern-day Morgellons. Pregnant mothers ask, will it affect my unborn child? Well, congenital transmission of the disease is, as of yet, Undetermined, and other people are asking how do people get Morgellon's disease? The vector and delivery mechanism of this disease are, as of yet, undetermined. Other, other people are asking is, is this a parasite? Well, many orga- organisms have been found on the skin of individuals with this disease, but it remains unclear if they are the cost of agent. The only consistencies seen are the fibers and other abnormal conditions of the skin, along with the congenitive issues. Uh, Could this be a bioterror? As yet, undetermined. Is there a cure? Well, though many report cures, unfortunately, the people at the NMO.org know of none that's helped each and every individual with Morgellons. And uh, Cliff, uh, I, I'm sure you're finding those people out there who are trying to sell snake oil now.
2: Well, this is a real serious issue, and we do our best to try and bring it to public attention that, that we, have, we have evidence that none of these cures that are touted out there on the Internet, none of them work. Mm-hmm. Um, there, There is no cure, and I'm going to say it again for everyone. There is no known cure, no scientifically proven cure for this affliction. There's a lot of people out there who will take advantage of you folks. If you want to uh, be taken advantage of, be really careful. It's caveat emptor. Um, there's,
0: there's just
2: a, it's a minefield out there.
0: Now, we were talking about the signs and symptoms of, of people who may have uh, Morgellons and not know it, and we were talking about the psychological effects. And you were saying that it that it's like a depression is one of the main symptoms, and people with Morgellons who are depressed get actually treated for depression.
2: Yes, they do, and it really doesn't do any good because, of course, the um, the treatment doesn't affect what's really causing the the uh, the symptom. Mm-hmm. Um, you, you know, there's a lot of other things that are involved. You become lethargic. Um, not only lethargic mentally, but you become physically lethargic. People sit on the couch for a year at a time. Oh, God. Uh, but it's just terrible. Uh, the things that happen to them. And then, then once the lesions break out, then, and, you know, and then your life really starts going downhill.
0: So what can we do? What can the Exxon Nation do? Uh, you know, uh, I, I know raising money is a big thing because we have to get the medical research into gear. That's something we have to do. And and what can we do to help, Cliff? What can the Exon Nation do? What can the Exxon Radio Show do? What can talk What can Talkstar Radio do to help?
2: I think, Rob, that what the Exxon Nation can do and, and what Talkstar Radio can do is what they have been doing and been doing magnificently over the last several years. And that's helped raise public awareness. And slowly but surely, we are moving the boulder up the mountain. Uh, It's been a a long, hard haul, and we've got a long ways to go. But if everyone can help spread the word about this affliction and just make the public aware, make your doctors aware of it, uh, gradually we will overcome the the inertia that we're up against.
0: How come mainstream media hasn't taken this bull by the horn?
2: Well, that's a real interesting question, because actually a lot of local papers around North America have addressed this issue, and they have run articles on it, um, but we can't seem to break into the national limelight, into the international limelight. It's almost like there's a wet blanket on this subject. It'll hit the papers on the local level. It'll hit the news, the news channels on the local level, but it never seems to get past that.
0: Compared to the swine flu that has now become uh, the level of a pandemic, and, of course, this kicks much money towards the research and development of vaccines, how, how would you compare the the two, side by each? For example, how do you see the swine flu compared to Morgellons?
2: Well, in my opinion, and, of course, I as you know, I spend quite a bit of time in Mexico with yep that this originated. Uh, it's a vastly overblown affair. Uh, we have lots of other afflictions, including Morgellons, that are true, true uh, threats to humanity, where this the swine flu thing uh, is it's just totally overblown. Um, I'm not at all impressed with this swine flu issue. I believe that they've completely manufactured a, a, a total fear matrix with it, and uh, we could be focusing our resources much more efficiently on other issues.
0: Now, on your website at www.thenmo.org, there is a um, an online donation for Oklahoma State University that our listeners can go and make a donation. And uh, is what is being done at Oklahoma State right now, as far as research for Morgellons?
2: Well, they're still working with a... Uh, analysis of this. I'm not sure exactly why it is that we don't have a DNA analysis. Mm-hmm. You, one would think that that would be something that would already be water under the bridge. Uh, I saw Dr. Wymore in February, or in, I believe it was in March, at the Morgellons Conference down in Austin. He, he said that uh, progress is slow. They've done some work, as you know, with the Tulsa Police Department uh, getting some analysis. Yes, But that really is, that's really about where we're at, Rob. And I, I'm sad to say that uh, Progress has not uh, been very forthcoming.
0: We've got to kick some serious butt and get some serious dollars into the research. That's all there is to it.
2: Yes, we do. Absolutely.
0: You know, and I'm sure if we have a brainstorming session that we can come up with a way where we can have a radiothon, we can we can certainly do something in order to try and raise the money as well as the awareness. When I see what Jerry Lewis is doing for, for his kids... When you see the different telethons, when you see the hear the different radiothons, and you see the money that is being generated for these other diseases and the research, we have to be able to do something for Morgellons and the people who are afflicted with the, this disease. And um, you just name it, we'll help you do it. Well, I,
2: you know, I think you're right on the money, Rob. And we, we do need to sit down and, and come up with some some ideas where we can can push. This issue into the public limelight in a manner that will uh, not alienate people and will want them to to get involved and to get interested and to donate and to put pressure on the government to to really come through with with the donations that we need, the the money that we need, because, as we all know, research is not cheap. But, but ladies and gentlemen, this stuff is going to get you sooner or later. It's afflicting thousands and thousands and thousands of more people every year. So we all have a stake in this.
0: We sure do. Once again, ExoNation, if you'd like to make a donation, please go to www.thenmo.org. When you get to the main page, you're going to see on the right-hand side an orange logo, orange and black logo, that says register here on top. And on the bottom of this logo, you'll see donate here. Click on that and make a donation the money goes to Dr. Andy Wymore at the Oklahoma State University where the, where the main focal point of research for Morgellons at this point is being done. Once again, that's www.thenmo.org. You go to their main page, that'll pop up. On the right-hand side of the page, you will see an orange and black logo with Oklahoma State University logo on it. Right beneath that, you'll see Donate here. Click on that and please make your donation. I know times are hard. I know that you've got people coming from you at all, from every direction, asking for a little bit. I'm asking you now for a little bit. These people need help. They're not getting help from the government. They're not getting help from uh, the pharmaceutical companies. It's up to us. People helping people. People being part of the solution to these, for, to help these thousands and thousands and thousands of people around the world who are afflicted with this horrific disease. Imagine if you had your children taken away from you because you're going to your doctor and instead of the doctor using his common sense, he decides that this is a psychological disease. Your children are taken away from you. Let's stop this, this, this archaic way of looking at Morgellons. Let's help put money in the coffers. Please at www.thenmo.org. Cliff Mickelson and I will be back on the other side of this commercial break exo nation as we continue live and around the world on the Talkstar radio network from our studios here in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada.
1: A soul balancing session can remove the energy from the body. Cliff Mickelson is our very special guest this hour. We're talking Contact about Morgellons and fibrous energy. you would like to make a donation
0: at That's www.theNMO.org. Cliff, as always, great having you. Thank you very much for joining us and for giving us an update on Morgellons. Um. I don't know what to say, my friend. I get get totally frustrated because I know how many people are afflicted. I know that the numbers are rising, and I know that you and the other great crusaders at the NMO.org are working so hard, so hard on this uphill battle. And my heart goes out to you, and my hat goes off to you as well.
2: Well, well, thank you very much, Rob, and we really appreciate the support from 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 the Exxon Nation and from you, from Rob McConnell, and all the wonderful folks that work with you. Uh, together, we're gonna we're gonna whip this thing, Rob.
0: You're darn right, we are, buddy. And uh, you know what? Look at uh, look how hard Dr. Randy Wymore is working.
2: You know? Yes, he's working for free, by the way, folks. He's yeah. not getting a salary for this, and and uh, you know, I mean, there's a lot of people out there donating their time. Um, it's not about it's not about the money, other than for the research. It's about finding a cure, and uh, I would like to mention quickly for the folks in the Salt Lake City area, we will be holding a fundraiser and a rally, a roll, it's called Rolling Thunder, uh, on the 15th of August. And if you're into um, to motorcycles, Harley Davidsons, we're going to be wow. having a big Harley Davidson contest and a judge judging and giving away prizes. So come on out if you're in the Salt Lake City area.
0: Cliff. I want you to take care of yourself, my friend. Please give my very best to all the other people at thenmo.org. And like I said, if there's anything, Cliff, anything we can do to help you out here, just give a call. You know how to get a hold of me. I sure do. Thanks a lot, Rob. Keep smiling, my friend. You got it. And uh, enjoy yourself in Mexico. I will. <laughs> Ciao. Take care. Bye-bye. Cliff Mickelson, he is one of the founding members of an organization that is working so hard to find a cure for Morgellons to help the thousands and thousands and thousands of people who each and every year are diagnosed with this unknown disease. Their website is www.thenmo.org. And NMO, by the way, stands for New Morgellons Order. Now, when I come back from the news at six and a half minutes past, on the other side of the top of the hour, I'll be joined by Ann Druffle. We're going to be talking about the proper way to investigate UFOs. And is one of the re, uh, researchers, investigators, who has been giving her time and her efforts to try and solve the UFO phenomenon for a number of years now. Ann Druffel is up with me next as we investigate the proper method of investigation when it comes to UFOs. one 877 is toll free throughout the U.S., Canada, Alaska, and Hawaii. My name is Rob McConnell, and this is the Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern, and then the show is repeated in its entirety from 2 until 6 a.m. 18775288255 is my toll-free number and I'll be back on the other side of the news as we continue in the X Zone on Talk.